Okay, everyone, I know it's right before Shabbos now. But last night, I taught a discourse, and we learned for three hours, and I got tired, and I didn't finish it. And I said I was going to teach it next week, but I don't want to leave it for next week. I'd much rather finish it today. It's about uh, not that much more. Uh, again, I'm not going to go over the, the, the concepts. So if you're listening now, it's going to be just part two. Uh, it's worth it to listen to part one, although part one is three hours, but uh, you can listen in. The idea that we were learning yesterday was that Torah has um, the two levels in Torah. There is the external part of Torah, which is considered the, the, the will, the will of the mitzvahs, the, the level of ratzon, which uh, emanates and is considered from the level of keter, of crown, of, the, of Hashem's um, skull, it's called, Gil, Gilgulta, the level called Gilgolas. Um, and on that level of, 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 of Torah, of course, is incomprehensible and unknowable. All we know is the, 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 that it is a mitzvah, that this is God's will, but we can't conceive the will on that level. Just the fact that we know there is a will and we know what Hashem wants. From there comes little strands of hair, just like from the skull grow hair. And the hair is already the Torah as it manifests itself in reason and understanding. Uh, and when we say understanding, we're talking over here on levels of the divine understanding, on levels of the most sublime levels of the levels of Chachma of Atzilus. Chachma, the level of wisdom on the, in the world of emanation which is the beginning, beginning, beginning of all, of, 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 of the quintessential beginning of all of existence and all of creation, from, that's deriving from the level of will. Will is totally beyond the world. This is deriving and feeding through a tiny tube into the possibility of eventually, after many, many, many contractions and many, many, many dilution, dilutions, where it will be diluted and diluted and diluted until we can actually have somewhat of a grasp, not even us, but souls that are in Gan Eden in the, in the, in the upper realms. And finally, 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 it can come down into human intelligence down in our world after an endless chain of descent. Um, this, this, uh, that's, the, that's the here. So our experience of Torah is really, really starting from the here, but the, the but we could fathom and, 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 and appreciate that the here comes from somewhere. And where is it coming? It's coming from the pure will of God, from the Keter, from the Ein Sof. That's what David HaMelech, King David, perceived. And on that level, David HaMelech sang, when he said, that your, 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 your statutes are to me like a song, what King David was saying, why did he compare it to a song? They're just like a song. One second, I'm just gonna turn on the air over here. That just like a song is, um, is you can hear the same song again and again and again. You ever, you ever have a situation where you get a song in your head and then for the next three days you can't get it out or the week you're always just singing the same song? So that's the idea of a song that, you, that the pleasure of it doesn't, you don't get tired. The song is, 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 interest, is, 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 uh, is enjoyable no matter how many times you're doing it. Not all the time, but it, you, you, we, we, we understand that that's, that's the good thing of a song. It's the, 
It's that you don't tire of it. It can go on and on and on and on. So the fact that on the level of Torah being, mitz- uh, being the will of God, in the level of will, it like repeats itself because every mitzvah is the will of God, the incomprehensible will. And will is the same. It's will. It's just pure will. It's what he wants. And in that sense, uh, you know, a mitzvah like the mitzvah of Torah study or the mitzvah of um, uh, shooing away the mother bird or the mitzvah of putting a mezuzah is actually all the same. It's just a pure will of God, incomprehensible will. So it's like a song that is the same, but yet... David HaMelech had such an excitement about it because he realized that will of Hashem is so infinitely beyond the entire life force of creation. Because the life force of creation begins only from a strand of here, from, from, from the will, from the Ratzon, from the Ken. And from that very strand of here is where the Torah is channeled to us into the realms of creation as a Torah that's comprehensible and as a Torah that is learnable. The mistake, however, we said that David, King David made, it says that King David was punished for saying this, is that, and you can't say it's not true what he said, he made a mistake, in, it's very true what he said, and it's an awesome praise, but he should have gone deeper than that. How do we know it's, it's, it's not wrong? Because this verse was not erased from Psalms. It's still a, it's still a verse that we say, and today is this year, we say it actually every day, it's in the Rebbe's capital, we say every day, which means it's an eternal part of Torah. But the idea that he said he made a mistake was because he was just grabbing, he was just tapping into the Torah on an external level. That even this is external to Torah. Even the will, because the will is the outside of it. The inside of it, of the true value of the Torah, as the Torah is in its essence, is what it says in the Pasuk over here in Mishlei, The Torah is God's inner delight. Delight and pleasure is deeper than, is much deeper than will. The will of the person, in ourselves we see, whatever we want is external to what we're, to our pleasure. Because what do we want? We want something that, we, that, that delights us. That's what we're seeking. Everybody has different wants that they want, depending on where their pleasure is. Well, what are the things that give you pleasure? Some people run around, they, want to, they, they like buying books because they have a pleasure in reading, they have a pleasure in svarim, they have a pleasure in learning. Other people like uh, to collect pens because they have a, a pleasure in it, and others collect watches, and others, uh, I don't know what, uh, like touring the wood. That's their pleasure. Some people don't get a pleasure of seeing beautiful scenery. They like going to art museums and seeing that. Others like... I don't know, complete different type of things. It's where your pleasure is. That's what externally translates into will. That's why the level of will is called the skull. The skull is not the person. The skull is, high, is, is the outside of something much richer, and that is the brain. In this case, the brain is the seat of the pleasure. It would be the panemius of the keter, the innermost. And so therefore, what is the pleasure? The pleasure is the pure or in self itself, in its in its un, un, unlimited form. That's ple- and that's where Torah is. Torah is divine, is Hashem's pleasure. On that level, it's very, very one with God, and it's utterly not relatable to creation and to the world. Just like a person can't share with someone else their pleasure. I can share with you what I want, but I can't share with you. I can tell you that I want this because it gives me pleasure. I can speak about the fact that it gives me pleasure. But I can't share the pleasure. I can share the will. I can't share the pleasure.
So that's why Hashem doesn't share with us the pleasure. He shares with us His will, tells us what the mitzvah is. His pleasure in it is a mystery. But we know it gives Him pleasure. Now he pointed out another interesting idea, that on the level of pleasure you can't call it song, because the whole idea of a song is that it's repetitive, again and again. On the level of, of pleasure, every mitzvah is an... Every mitzvah is a different pleasure. Hold on just one second, this is an important thing. Yes, Yossi. I'm actually, I, I have it in shul. Um, if you come by the shul now, from the back, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? No, 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 forget it. I'm going to come back because I have to go home and I have to get stuff. I'm, I'm giving now, a sh I'm actually, I want to finish the share that I started yesterday. So, because uh, I didn't finish the Lakuti Torah share. So I'm going to be done at six. I'm going to come, I'm going to come around to, to you. I'll bring, once I'm coming, I'll bring already everything. Okay? Take care. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. So, um, on the level of pleasure, or as I say, oh, pleasure, each mitzvah is a different pleasure. When it comes to um, um, will, there is a uniform will in all mitzvahs. But when it comes to pleasure, every mitzvah has its own pleasure. Just like uh, reflected in the human, in the human, also in the, in the, in, in the human, in the, in the, in the, physi in the physiological structure of a human, the face versus the back, the back of the head. The back of the head, the skull, is all one, one piece of matter. And there's no differentiation. Besides one indent over here, but it's generally it's one, just one singular chunk. In the face, on the other side, is where you can see all the difference. So we know that face represents pneumius. The face represents the inner, and the skull represents the outer. So the face being the inner, and you see, it represents where each one is individual. And in a mitzvah, it would mean that every mitzvah's got its own pleasure. Now, obviously this level of Torah, where it's God's, it's one with Hashem Himself, and it's, it is His infinite pleasure, as we said before, that can't be communicated. And that's not the Torah that we learn. That's not the Torah that we study. And even in Gan Eden, where they learn the secrets, and the secrets of the secrets, and the secrets and the secrets of the secrets, they understand the Torah a gazillion levels higher than we, are only perceiving the Torah as it's not on this level of brain, God's inner brain, which is inner pleasure. They don't even perceive the Torah on the level of skull. They perceive the Torah from this one little here that emerges into Chachma. From there is where the Torah is perceived. That's our entire study of Torah and the Torah study of Torah on all levels. But on, the, on this inner level, it's God's private Torah. So... So what difference does it make to us? The answer is that when Hashem gave us the Torah, at Har Sinai, He gave us even this level. He gave us the entire Torah. He gave us the Torah that we say, there's a diok, it says, V'nosan lono, Hashem gave us, not es ha-Torah, V'nosan lono es Torah, so He gave us His Torah. Hashem gave us His entire Torah. And that's why by Matan Torah, it says it was a face-to-face, ponim el ponim, face-to-face. That means Hashem didn't reveal... By Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to study Torah, what does it say? You're going to see my back. The highest you can glimpse, glimpse 
when you're coming to take the Torah from the tiny little tube, you can see where the tube is coming from, and that's from my skull, from my back of my head. But you, like it says in the, in, in the in Rashi says from the Gemara that Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the Kesher shel Tefillin, the 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 knot of the Tefillin that's on the back of the head, on the skull. And Hashem did not show Moshe Rabbeinu his face. Panai loyero. By by Matan Torah it says Panim el Panim face to face Hashem spoke to us. That means that by Matan Torah Hashem did share with us his pnimias. And that's why what happened? In each individual we experienced pleasure on a level that is not in the realm of a creature and a creation or any being that's any being. And that's why we, we actually died by each one of the, and by, by each commandment. And the reason we, we passed out out of ecstasy and bliss by each commandment, even though you couldn't say, well, I got used to it the first time, because each one was a new pleasure, because in the world of pleasure, in the inner world, it's nuanced. Every single, the, every single one of the mitzvahs is a different pleasure. So we couldn't handle it on any le- on, on, even as e- for each one individually. How were we able to, but how is it possible to, we said earlier you can't share pleasure. The answer is you can't share pleasure with anyone else but yourself. But yourself is yourself. By, by Matan Torah, the Jewish people, the reason God was able to communicate the Torah as it is in himself was because we were him. We ceased to be us. And that's the reason why it says panem el panem, face to face, as he explained earlier in the Maimah, that through the process of Sviras Omer, we peeled away our chitzonius, our external, which makes us separate entities with individual interests. We brought ourselves to a state of ayin, nothingness. We completely melted our, our existence as independent beings, and we subsumed, we became some completely in, integrated into Hashem's reality, and that means in practical that our panemius, that our inner pleasure, our inner desire is only in Him, nothing other than Him. That means that we identify completely with Him. When we are in that state, then He can reveal Himself to us, panem bepanem, face to face. And that was that experience. When are we going to be in that state again? When Mashiach comes. But then when Mashiach comes, we're going to be in a, that state lasting, in a lasting way. That's why when Mashiach comes, this fits with all, everything else we've been learning this past week. Hashem is going to reveal Torah Chadasha, the new Torah. What's the new Torah? The new Torah is the, the secrets. The secrets means the Tameya Torah, the, the, the pleasure of Torah. God is going to, His pleasure in mitzvahs is going to be revealed to us. That's the secrets. And that's going to be revealed uh, when Mashiach comes. That's Panim Bepanim, Pnimius of Torah and mitzvahs. So we learned in the Mimer yesterday that the reason the Abishter extended to us his panim, his face, Torah in its, and another proof, is another proof, that we received the Torah on this level, even though we can't study the Torah on this level, but we received it in this level. And like we say regarding the Torah of Mashiach, that it's not going to be a new transmission. It was given to us already by Har Sinai. It's just that when Mashiach will come, we'll access it. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to experience it. But it was given already then. But another proof to that is that this level of Torah is the luchos, the tablets. 
tablets. That's why we're not written in, with through a human being. It was Mikhtav Lakim was written like through it was a divine script. It's Torah on a utterly divine level. That's why the sages say that the tablets didn't have a backside, it only had a front side. Every way you read it was only face. That means you read it from the front, it was engraved. It, it, it was totally insane. You read, you looked at it from, from you got this cube, yeah, you got this, this stone that's like a square. You're reading it from here, you see the letters, Anochi, I am God, you God, and those letters are going through and through. So you take the stone, you turn it around, and the other side, it should have been upside down letters, the other way. No, but you read it, you can read it, how can it be? Over here it's an Aleph, and the other side it should, no. And then when you read it, you had four people, each one reading it from the four sides. From both sides they were read, from all four sides, the sages said. It's an impossibility. It, wasn't, it was not within the realm of, of natural existence, of, 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 of um, the rules of um, physics. Didn't apply to it at all. The Torah that is written by a scribe is a copy. That's the Torah, as we're, that's Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah. As Moshe is, we said earlier, you'll see my back, you won't see my front. But the Luchos is the level of, but we don't study the Torah from the Luchos. The Luchos is closed in the Aaron. But the very fact that it was given to us and actually exists today in this world somewhere means that it exists. It's just that we haven't opened it yet. But he explained in the Mimer, and here is where we're going to be able to continue today. The reason why Hashem extended from a level of Panim is because we showed our face to Hashem. What's our face? Was our Avodi, he says, in his kafya and his hapcha. We turned around all of our personal interests and we, and we converted it all towards holiness and godliness to the point that our desire for Hashem is coming from Pnimis and Hashem. Our pleasure is only in Him. When we exp- That's because you'd reveal the divine spark in us. That's, our pleasure should be only in Him is from our divine spark. When we expose our divine spark, he can communicate to that spark as if he's not communicating to another, he's communicating to himself. He can convey himself to us because we are him. That's punim b'punim. Now he's going to continue, and that's the meaning which it says. Okay, let me just go back to one more, one more piece and then we can learn inside for further. That's the reason where it says, Ani toiras chashi I... I bring the light into the Torah. In other words, we are the ones who reveal the Torah on that level where Torah is Hashem's delight. We, and and, and the point over here is that we should connect our Torah, the Torah as it is translated down here, to that divine personal Torah. We channel the pleasure in. The reason why there is such pleasure in Ganeidin and eventually there is pleasure in the world, is all from this pleasure that a tiny bit of it is, so to speak, leaking or dripping into, into, the, into the cosmos. Through Chachma, into Bina, it becomes a river of pleasure that goes into Ganeiden, creating all the gazillion levels of Ganeiden of pleasure until we come down to human physical pleasure, until some of the crumbs fall down and create all the physical pleasures that there are in this world. And we create that cosmic pleasure. And that's the reason why it says in the, in, the, in, the, in the Pasuk where the Torah is speaking about itself, it says, and I will be etzlo tehim amon, his del- Hashem's, uh, 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 in, in the context that we were learning yesterday, I will be his provider. We'll see, I'm not going to go back into what that means. 
that's Amin, Shashuyim Yom Yom, his delight day after day. Simply means that Hashem delights with the Torah every day. But in our meaning is we draw from that God's Shashuyim, from the, from the, from the origins of this pleasure, we draw it into the two spheroids that are called day-day, Keser, once we bring the pleasure through the skull, and then eventually into Yom, into Chachma, which is considered that one little hair, that the pleasure flows even in here. So there is pleasure in Torah. It's not just Hashem's will, dry will, it's Hashem's pleasurable will. So but obviously only a little of that pleasure is coming through, other than by Matan Torah that we experience the pleasure itself. And for that reason, we just melted and became Him. Then the Pasa continues, Mesachekes Lefanov Bechol Eis. It delights before Him, or it entertains before Him. The Torah entertains before Him Bechol Eis at all times. So what does that mean? So now the Rebbe continues. This is taking, so what, he, what he's saying is that earlier we learned that in order to activate or to draw the pleasure down, Torah from its deepest point and, 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 and make that, have Hashem turn His face to us as we have to turn our face to Him. Now He's going to say, but after that we have to be in a very high level. So He's going to say that it's possible to actually stimulate that level even if we haven't attained the level of very high tzaddikim where we have zero interest, we have no uh, other um, uh, uh, pleasure and, and, and drive in our life other Hashem that's a very high level. So he's going to explain that we can accomplish it even when we're still struggling with a self that is not completely devoted to God. Now, when we have a self that still finds a, 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 uh, a satisfaction and a delight in worldly things, but the fact that we are not following that 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 uh, we don't allow ourselves to uh, indulge in that in that delight, in that in that interest, and we rather turn our attention, we, ra- we, we instead we, we 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 in a sense force ourselves to always do what God wants, what the Abishter wants. That too creates a certain stimulation, which 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 drives which reaches into that level of pleasure to, 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 to activate into the cosmos that pleasure. That's what he says over here. He says at all times, the, word, the, the key word over here is at all times. Now, when you say at all times, it means at least two times. What is that? Malchus is the world of time. The lowest sphere, that's when time and space begins, as we spoke in other classes. Malchus is where creation starts. In Malchus, it's possible to say, Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Yimloch. Hashem is king now, he was king, he will be king. So there is past, present, and future. So in Malchus is where there are the 24 different elements of time, where Shlomo Melech says, he says, there is an ace to dance, there's a time to dance, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to this, a time to, all different things. A time to plant, plant to, 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 to harvest. So one of the things it says, so, what does that mean? Because Malchus is already considered to a certain degree a separate entity. Malchus is Hashem, like it said by Chava, 
that Adam Arishon, his rib was removed from him and it became a separate being. Hashem created Chav as a separate being. So the same as Malchus, it's like it's, even though it's a divine attribute, it becomes severed as a separate entity. In the, in the concept is that Malchus is the source of separate consciousness, separate creation. Malchus is the source of the three worlds, the three lower worlds, which experience themselves as something other than God. So since Malchus is separate, so that's why she has changes. But she still unifies it. She comes back and she gets married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to her husband. In that union, there are various different levels. Sometimes Malchus is all the way low, receiving the minuscule from the higher spherot. Sometimes she's upgraded to a much higher stand and she's receiving, she, that's when she says her head is against his chest, which means she's receiving a much richer and a much greater influence. And sometimes she's experiencing complete intimacy with her, with her husband, which means that Malchus, the Shekhinah, the source of creation, is receiving an, an inner, inner pneumistic light from her husband. Then she's, she's standing face to face. So you see fluctuations. Um, it's hinted to, we learned in a different place, the concept of a, a certain type of a carbon that's called carbon oileviored, that a rich man brings a rich carbon, a poor man brings a poor, poor type of a carbon, and a very poor man brings a very poor carbon. That's because it reflects the three stages of Malchus. Very poor, poor, and rich. Richness has to do with a higher reception. At times she stands face to face. That's the highest level. And sometimes she's standing on the lesser, similar to the moon, the moon receiving from the sun. Sometimes it's a full moon receiving the full light. Sometimes it's a partial moon and sometimes there's no moon. Sometimes she's receiving from the chest of the Aaron, not the head, not face to face, but at a lower level. Sometimes she's just one point, she's hardly beneath the Yesod, meaning all the way, she's all the way diminished. Since Malchus is the source of our souls, so that, would, that, that, that determines the various level of what, what kind of godly revelation there is to Jewish souls. At times the Jewish people are in a very high level, like by Matan Torah, when Hashem is communicating to us without any filters, he's, he, he's pouring His light into us. And there are times when Hashem is distant from us. We don't see any miracles, we, we, He's hiding, like in the time of exile. We see, and there is middle times. So, and we know the difference. On Shabbos, there is much more revelation than on the weekday, on holidays, constant changes. And Sometimes the source of our neshama is pinimi yusam l'ashem. Our now, when we are in a high level, then I, when receiving from a from a much more light, that causes that our pinimius is to him, is to Hashem. When we are in a kuda beneath the yisod, means that we're giving Hashem only our back, which means we are our face, our inner interest is to worldly things. We're not in a high level of god of, of godly consciousness. So even though we're still receiving from Hashem, but we're receiving very minuscule. Kamashakasav, and this, this idea is hinted to in the two, remember we said before, there's two zmanim, two different times. There's a post, in, in, in Kehelas it says, Ace, one of the, two of the 24 different times that Shlomo Melech mentioned is Ace l'chabek, there's a time to embrace, 
there's a time to distance the embrace. So what does that mean? The distancing of the embrace. So what's the embrace and the distancing the embrace? So we're talking about whose embrace? The embrace of Hashem with the Jewish people. Be- because it says in the Pasuk, because it says in the Pasuk that his right hand hugs me. It's Pasuk and Shira Shirim. That God hugs every neshama. Hashem hugs Knesset Yisrael, the ensemble of the Jewish soul. He, he hugs the Shekhinah, but that means that he hugs every neshama. Ksiv. Now when Hashem is hugging us, what's the point of a hug? When you're hugging someone, means you're grabbing the person so that they faced you face to face. They're very close to you. And you're not letting them go away. Which means you don't let them turn their back to you. You're holding them face to face. See, it's, for us, it's very hard to be face to face to God. Face to face to God means that what? That we drop all of our physical desires and needs and our only interest and our only desire and our only focus and more than everything else, our only pleasure is in Hashem. He means everything to us and everything else is absolutely meaningless. Well, to be a physical human being and, and be in that status, it's very hard. So we need God to do it for us. When God grabs us and He turns us around face to face, He's like He forces us into that state. We want that. Ksiv it says, that his right hand, grabs us, this causes us, this forces us to be in a very high spiritual state, face to face. When did Hashem do that? So look in the Mayimer, on the Mayimer, which says that a person is obligated to become intoxicated on Purim. And that Mayimer, the Alter Rebbe says, he explains what does it mean that God held the mountain over our head. By Matan Torah, it says, he, he said, if you don't receive the Torah, I'm going to drop the mountain. So what does that mean? It wasn't, God wasn't threatening us. In, in, in the mountain was like a physical threat. The Alter Rebbe explains, mountain means love. Mountain means love. Because love is a, a protrusion. When you love something, your, your, your energy is protruding outwards towards something. Love is a quest. So it's like, what's, what's a mountain? A mountain is earth protruding upward. So, mountain represents that protrusion, that extension of love. Hashem holding a mountain over us means Hashem allowed us to feel how much He loves us. And He, 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 he uncovered, He revealed His love. And when our souls felt God's love to us, it became irresistible. And when that, that swept us up like a powerful suction. It would be created the most incredible gravitational pull of spiritual yearning. All we wanted was the pleasure of God, just to be in His. That's all. And we dropped everything. That's why we said, Nasa Vinishma, God, whatever you want, we accept 613. Let it be 613. You're going to add another 7, 620. How many did everything? Because all we want is only you. We have no other interest. That's how we stood by Harsina. But then after Harsina, Hashem dropped that love. And we were back to our regular selves. And we were thinking, hey, come on, this is like a little much. I have other things I need to be busy with. But Hashem at that, and that's why it says that we haven't sincerely received the Torah by Harsina. We had to wait until Purim, until we were able to accept the Torah without that compulsion of love. But what do you see from there? This concept that God's right hand can embrace you and pull you. 
If Hashem shows us how much He loves us, we can't help it, we'll have to love Him back. Um, see, it's interesting. Earlier in the Mimer, he explained, why did God show us His face? Because in the seven weeks of Sefirah Omer, we peeled away our external, externalities. We turned from being facing Him backwards to facing Him frontwards. Now he says that it was Hashem, the Yemino, his right hand, Chapkeni. So I think the meaning is like this. We started, he started first by taking us out of Egypt. But the process of seven weeks was that we did our own work to come to a state where we can, where we can um, di disentangle ourselves from all of our material, physical, bodily interests. And our desire was one thing, only to be close to Hashem. So we... We, we exposed our face, our panemias. Or we discovered our godly panemias. Or as he explained earlier, we turned over our animalistic drives into spiritual drives. Fine. We were standing face to face. But once we were face to face, he extended his right hand and he, like, he pulled us into the hug. It's one thing to stand face to face towards someone because you love them. The other thing is that you grab that person close to you and you're hugging them, which means I'm saying I'm not letting you leave. It's a much deeper connection. That's what Hashem matched our love with His love, and that was this incredible suction. It 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 um, it, uh, it uh, multiplied the love that our love to Hashem uh, exponentially. It, it grew like incredibly. At the moment of Har Sinai, our love to God was unparalleled. This was Yemino Tchabkeni. I and Shem, but I'm a priest. Chaim Sukkis. That happens every Sukkis, because same thing happens. Since Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we do tshuva. El Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we, we clean and we, 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 we get deeper. And, and we explained yesterday, what does tshuva mean? Turning towards God. Once we turn around and we, and, and, and we, dis we discover, we reorient ourselves and, and re-Jew ourselves, come to a discovering of our real Jewishness and what we really want in life, that we only want Hashem, so Matzah Yom Kippur were so beautiful that God grabs us. He grabs us in our hug. That's Sukkot. Sukkot is Hashem embracing us. Upa'amim. But that's at times. Now we're not always living in that. Upa'amim and at times, because at that time, we don't really have much free choice. We're in an elevated state. So then Hashem drops us. That's the meaning of when it says, Ace l'rachek mechabek. Time that He distances the hug. That means that He removes His right hand. Where does He put His right hand? It's not like He stopped. What's His right hand? The right is chesed, it means love. Extending his right hand to us means he reveals his love into our consciousness. And what happens when he, when he stops hugging us? It doesn't mean his love decreases even one iota. God's love never changes. He doesn't change and his love doesn't change. But what happens is he removes his right hand and he conceals it from us. It's not visible to us. We don't see that God loves us. And that's what he says. He distances the hug. That means the hug is there, but he distances it. What does that mean? The chesed, which is represented in the right hand, becomes concealed. Where does it become concealed? It goes up. Chesed is one of the spheroids of Akadish Baruch Hu, of the six spheroids of the Zeirampin. But it says that sometimes the chesed, which is... Hashem's emotion goes up into the Bina, into the Yisod of Mother. It's like, emotions are called children. 
It's like the child going back into the womb after it was born already. In a human being, it would, in our experience, it would mean that we have an emotion towards someone, but then our emotion stops being present in our revealed heart, but rather goes back up into the conviction of the mind. Do you love your children? I don't feel that love right now. I'm actually very upset at my, my, my kid right now. But conceptually, do you love them? Yeah, of course I love my child. So it goes up more into a state of, of bina. It hides in the bina as opposed to it being visible in the heart. When the emotion is visible in the heart, other people can see it. When it's pulled in into a more inward state, it's not seen. Yeah, at that point, it's not being revealed and it's not illuminating. It's being concealed. In the level of Bina. And this is why we're asking Tashem. We're saying, Spread upon us. We know you have a sukkah. The sukkah is, is Yemina Tchapkeni. That's the sukkah. That's the hug. So we're asking God, we know you love us. We know you have that powerful, encompassing love, but the problem is it's hiding. So we're asking, well, spread it upon us that we should feel that love. Sukkah of your, of your, of your, of your, of your peace. And that's why there is a tefillah that we say, and this is what we mean when we're requesting, v'yemincha and your right hand, it's a pasuk in Tehillim, it says, v'yemincha and your right hand, mikerev chekecha, from your, from, the midst or from from your from your b- bosom kale remove it the bosom is like i think like the chest over here and god is hiding his hand and we're asking hashem take your right hand out mikerev chekecha sheyetsu hachasadim that the chesed should go out the love should be exposed mi yesod ema from the level of yesod of the mother, which is the, the, the channel from where the emotions are born. Yesod element is the birth canal. The, the yesod is, where the, is, the, is the yesod of the, of the male and the soul of the female is the, is the reproductive element. So the yesod of the mother is where the emotions come from. When the emotion goes back, it retracts into Bina. So now we're asking the Abish to take your hand out from Chukecha. And what should you do? Now, what does that mean in, in, in the spiritual sense? The Alter Rebbe says, he doesn't say it over here, but he says it in the original Mimer. This is again a commentary on, on the Mimer that he said originally. He says the word Chekecha, which is in uh, Tehillim, which means your bism, is also... Is, is actually written chukecha. Chukecha means your statues, statutes. So it states chukecha, but it's written chekecha, with a yud. But it's, it's written with a vav, but it's read with a yud. So how do you, and we know when there is a reading and a pronunciation that differs, both are true. Chekecha is your bism, which means from a state of hiding. Where is God hiding it? We said He's hiding it in Yesoid Ema. What's Yesoid Ema? Yesoid Ema is Bina. Ema is Bina. There's the emotions going back up into the Bina. Bina is where Torah is. Hashem is hiding His love in the Torah. 
Let me just... On, if you're a tzaddik and you learn Torah and you have very powerful eyes, you can feel that love. You can access that love. Even during the times of Golos, even in the time of the darkest time, God is not hiding from you. For that, you have to dig deep into the Torah to feel that. But if you're not dealing, delving deep into the Torah, you won't feel it. Like I said a word in one of my videos this week, I said a word from the Baal Shem Tov. It says, um, um, I've given you a good, a good purchase, a good buy, which is the Torah. My Torah you shouldn't forsake. A simple meaning is, I've given you a good, I've sold you a good product, don't forsake it. It's the same thing. My Torah, that's the good purchase. But the Baal Shem Tov says, the good purchase, the good buy that I've given you, that's the revealed Torah. Torah, my Torah means the hidden Torah, do not forsake. So the Rebbe comes and the Rebbe says, when you learn Torah, my Torah, then you know that I have never forsaken you, that Hashem is always watching us. Same idea we're learning here. Where did Hashem hide His love? He hid it in the Torah, in a very deep place, but only in the inner part of the Torah. It's in a hidden state. Those who probe the... Now this idea... Is, as he explains in the Mimer, is related to the idea that on the first day of creation there was a very powerful light. Very powerful light. The light that was, it says, Hashem's, Hashem said, let there be light. There was light. Then what happened? But that light is not the sunlight. It was daylight. It's not the sunlight. But then on Wednesday, Hashem hung up the luminaries, the sun. And it says the light from the first day of creation, one can see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Then what happened to that light? Hashem saw that the world is not worthy of that light. Hashem went and He hid it. Where did He hide it? And He's going to reveal it only after Mashiach comes. Where did He hide it? So it says He hid it in Torah. The sages say, Gunzei B'Torah, He hid it in the Torah. That's what we're talking about. That's the right hand of Hashem is that light. What's the connection? The right hand of Hashem to that light. The right hand of Hashem, we said now, is chesed. Sunday is chesed. Six days of the week are the six emotions. Chesed, gevurit, Sunday is chesed. What's the light of the, this powerful, powerful light that illuminated? The light is God's love. That, that's what was shining on Sunday. God's unfiltered love. And that was this bright light. By the way, Ava... Oyer is gematria two times. No, ve'ahafta, that's what it is. Ve'ahafta is gematria two times Oyer. But you see a relationship of Oyer to Ava. So light. So the first day was this powerful light. Hashem said that this love would be used for the wrong things. So Hashem went and He hid this love. We're in the Torah. That means that it's possible for us to go through life and not realize how much God loves us. If we learn Torah, and as I said earlier, particularly if we learn, Sadiqim are able to learn the inner dimension of Torah and experience and find and discover this love in the Torah. But for most people, it's not, it's not accessible. So we are asking Hashem, Yemincha, your right hand, take it out, Mikarev. Now the word chekecha means your bism, which we said earlier means yesoid ema, which can also be read chukecha because Hashem took the love and He put it in the Torah into the chukim. That's where Hashem hid the love. 
He hid the love in Torah, into the statutes. So we're asking him, expose the love. Don't let the love be hidden only in the Torah. Let it be revealed. Let it be open. That's why, by the way, you have people that are always learning Torah and they're always, they're always rebuking the Jewish people of how bad we are and how and how terrible and this and that. And they have proofs from the Torah all along. And then there comes the Baal Shem Tov and he's suddenly telling us how much Hashem loves us and loves us and loves us. And he, and he, and he gets upset when he hears these, these, these Magidim and these, these people that are pronouncing the worst. Why are there some people that are only speaking about God's love and there are those who are always... Those who only learn the external part of the Torah, and then they, they don't, they don't, they're living without that love. When you learn the inner element, Baal Shem Tov cracks the code, goes into the, sees the light of the Torah, the light that Hashem created in the first day of creation. He sees God's oozing love everywhere. He experiences, and that's why he can, every element in Torah, he sees only Hashem's love. That's the great tzaddikim. But we're asking Hashem, that's, but, it, but when the, the right hand of Hashem which is supposed to hug us, is hidden in the Torah, means we're, we're not in a hug. And what does that do to us? Obviously, our spiritual stature then goes down, down, down. Because since we're not feeling God's love and God's light in our life, spirit, the, the, the divinity and spirituality starts becoming less real to us. The more the physical, material world starts becoming noticed, and, and, and of, of significance and of importance, and our heart gets attached to the wrong things. And that's called, we t- return our back to Hashem. So, should go out from That's where the light is hidden. And we're asking that no, that you should extend your right hand so that we can be in the Amin Hashem, your right hand Hashem, Oisa Choyel, can make Choyel. Simply means your right hand of Hashem can make strength. Choyel means strength. But here's something magnificent. What does it mean, Yemin Hashem, Oisa Choyel? We are called Eishes Choyel. We're called Hashem's woman of valor. What is the idea of Chayel? Eishes Chayel, we're going to sing it tonight. What's the idea of Eishes Chayel? Chayel is Gematria 48. Chayel is Gematria 48. 48 is 2 times 24. Yeah, 48 is 2 times 24. Two times twenty-four are the two times we say Baruch Shem Kavod Machuso Laolam Vod. It has twenty-four letters in the words Baruch Shem. We say it in the morning and in the evening. What's the point of saying Baruch Shem Kavod Machuso Laolam Vod twice a day? By saying Baruch Shem Kavod Machuso Laolam Vod, we are overcoming our. The point of here is a submission to God. It's called Yehuda Tata, the lower unity, which even though we're living in a world. Where the world is what? 
See, Shema Yisrael, we're not talking about Shema Yisrael, because Shema Yisrael is the level of our being that is not part of Malchus, not part of Shechina. Shema Yisrael is already a, a, a consciousness of a higher unity. It's the unity of Atzilus. It's the unity of, we're not functioning as Hashem's wife. We are Him when we say Shema Yisrael. We dissolve that. It's a deeper level. In Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusay, that's the level of creation existence. It's within creation, which is like the idea of Hashem's wife, something separated, we turn our attention and we recognize that He is the only reality. Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso, Olam Vad, that God's kingship is the power in all of creation. And we want to be bottle and surrender to Him. So when we say Baruch Shem Kavod in the morning, it means that all day long we're not going to be seduced by all the seductions of life. We're going to remain focused on God. And then in the evening, we do it even in the nighttime, even when it's darker, we again proclaim Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso. By doing that, we remain a devoted wife. So from the two times, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusel Adam, two times 24, we become Eishas Chayel. That's what the Pasuk means when the Pasuk says, Yemin Hashem, the right, what did we say earlier? In order to help us in becoming an Eishas Chayel to God, completely devoted to Him, we need Yemin Hashem, Hashem's right hand, when Hashem's right hand comes out of hiding and it extends to us and it hugs us, it makes us, it has ramifications and it has power over us that we should be, it makes Chayel that we should be Eishas Chayel. Because it pulls us into the, into the hug. So we're asking Hashem, Take your hand out against the concealed state. Because when you're hiding from us, it's very hard for us to remain the devoted wife. After 2,000 years of, 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 of Hashem, of a husband disappearing, it's very hard to have, like Manus Friedman says, you know, that Hashem is going to complain if the husband has not they, they disappeared for, 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 for 2,000 years and he finally shows up one day by surprise. He's not, he can't complain that the soup is a little cold. You know, be happy that there is soup. So we're asking Hashem, we, we, Hashem can't have complaints on the Jewish people. If Hashem is with us, He's communicating with us, He's continuously visible in our lives, then we would be that outstanding wife. Oh, but what we see from here is that there's a time when the right hand is extended to us and then we stand face to face like at Har Sinai. We stand as an, as an Eishas Chayel to Hashem. And there are times, the time we were not like that. But yet, we're saying that even when we're not in that state of Pnimius, of Panim B'Panim, face to face, like, like in the hug, even when we're not in the state of the embrace, and both these itim, it says, that the Torah delights. It says, At every ace. What does that mean? The Torah entertains. Because by every Jew, even if our ratzon, even if our pinimius anefesh, our pinimius of our neshama is not exposed, it's not revealed, it's not fully manifest. And we're a little distracted by worldly things, by other things. And maybe a lot distracted, but still, Hashem knows that every single Jew really, even if it's concealed, really has within himself, within him or herself, the potential for Mesiris Nefesh. Everybody has it. But there are people that it's, that it's in a state of Acharayim, which means that their Mesiris Nefesh is more like they have to push themselves. It's not 
fully, it's not fully released in the state of being a, so another meaning to say, the Afapikan, nevertheless, Gam Oz Even when you're not feeling that your God is your pleasure of your life, you're still experiencing friction, you can still serve Hashem with Mesira Snafish. You can still overcome the 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 other pull. And to give yourself over and devote yourself, despite the fact that there are physical urges and, and desires and, and, and wants that are that are that are pulling in the other direction. And therefore, and, and this this concept that if the Alter Rebbe explains in a different mimer, he brings over here. Look at the mimer The Alter Rebbe explains that that's the difference of the Jewish people coming into the land of Israel. Once they came into the land of Israel, they're in, a, they're in a land that flows milk and honey. That means they're in a state of Eishas Chayel. They're in a state where they access their Pneumius Hanesham and all their only pleasure is divine. Then when they were in the Midbar, and the Midbar in general were called Lech Teich Acharai Midbar. You followed behind me. That means that we didn't experience Panim B'Panim besides at Har Sinai, but the rest of the time we're still in a level of Acharei. Acharei Hashem Elokeichem Telechum. Behind God you walk. Which means it's... Now, even though we're loving God, but it is being like we have to force ourselves to love, as opposed to it being our f- instinctive state, our inner. Elchein, and therefore, gamimenu, even from a more compelled kind of a service, hutzchoik, it causes a entertainment, it causes a laughter, it causes a mesachekes, comes from the word tzchoik, laughter. Why? Because here there's a different type of pleasure. What's the pleasure? You don't really want to, but you're doing it anyways. And that's called mebitala yesh. That the yesh, that even though you are a yesh, you feel yourself and your existence and therefore your own ego and all the, and all the um, personal desires that come as a result of feeling oneself. But you're forgoing on all of that and you're doing my will. That's called bitl ayesh. You're, you're, you're breaking your yesh. You're surrendering your yesh, your, 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 your beingness. La'ayin to nothingness. And that causes Hashem a lot of pleasure. So there's two types of pleasure. Hashem has a pleasure from having this delightful tzaddik who is like this romantic wife, who's like this romantic wife who's, continue, who's always dressed up in her best and she's always stimulating her husband into love and so on and so forth, into the romance. That's one type of pleasure. And then there is the wife who's not always showing that her, all she wants is to be in her husband's company. But she still forces herself to provide, to, to make dinner for him, to have the house in order for him, to do beautiful, nice things for him. And, and he can see the struggle and he appreciates the struggle. through this And this too evokes above Gilui Shashuyim Al the revelation of the supernal Shashuyim of the supernal delights, bekeser v'chachma, this too affects, what we said earlier, ve'eya shashuyim yoim yoim, to pull the pleasure down, it stokes the pleasure, to pull it down into keser and into chachma, to connect the cosmos and all of existence to the pleasure. Because Hashem is still being engaged, even if He's not being engaged through the romantic wife, He's being engaged by the, by the struggle, the and now the Alter Rebbe says, "Zehu inyan his galus hatayinu." 
Just like shashuyim means delighting, schoik, which is laughter, is also revelation of pleasure. Ayin be'etz chayim shar leidas amoichem perig beis v'shar leyoverachol perig gimel. The schoik that the word schoik, who beis pamim oyer, is two times light. V'chein va'ahafta beis pamim oyer. Remember, I said that earlier. Va'ahafta is two times light. So va'ahafta, we said earlier, when you will love God, b'chol avavcha, b'chol nasho, b'chol ma'idecha, is 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 gematria two times light, which means it reaches the inner inner light of God. We said earlier, reaches Hashem's pnimius when He sees our pnimius, panim bepanim, our face to Him. Schoik is also gematria, laughter, which means that when we entertain God through the struggle, the struggle entertains Him. When we entertain Hashem through the struggle, that too, schoik, is the same gematria. How much is the gematria? Schoik is gematria 414. Is the same gematria of two times light. Which is this level of pleasure. Pnimi, two times light probably is the chitzainius of Kesser and the pnimius of Kesser. The inner, inner light, the inner, the inner dimension of Tainug is revealed through this. So I don't think he brings it over here, but I remember seeing it in, in, again, and maybe in the other mimer parallel. I mentioned, mentioned, I mentioned yesterday that this mimer is also quoted and recorded in, in um, the mimer, the Altareb Navi, in Ksuvim, in the Pasuk, Ve'eshashuim in Mishlei. So over there, he says, he says, amazing. He says, like we know. Oh, no. He actually did. Samach Tzedek brings it further in the Mimer. So, and you see that when you want to catch the attention of a king, he says, you do it two ways. You, you know, you're going to trust, talk to him. The king is like so, he's got such a vast, you know, um, he's so removed from a, a true king, an exalted king. He's, he's so in a higher, different place that just, Regular engagement is not going to work. You want to capture his interest. You want to get him fully, his full attention. You got to, two things. You bring him his little baby child, his little kid, the little prince. He's cute. This, that engages him. Oh, you bring a parrot that talks. These are the two things. So I was thinking, what does that Samach Tzedek say? Both. Because these represent these two ways of engaging Hashem and evoking the Pneumias. One is through the tzaddikim. It's like the one, like the child, the nefesh kiss, the godly soul that is burning, that is that is that is that is that is, that is being romantic with God, that is co- coaxing Hashem into relationship through the through the powerful yearning and love that she has to him, and that's what pulls his interest to her. That's one. That's the, that's would be the same like the little child that's entertaining the father because he's part of him. And then there is the parrot because it's so unusual. It's such a crazy thing. It doesn't make any sense that a bird talks. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, it's the absurdness of it that creates the entertainment. And the same is also when we're not in that high state and when, the, when we're full of ego, we're full of self, and therefore God doesn't expect much service from us because an ego and a, and a nefesh of Bahamas, an animal soul that does not get refined, that does not get turned around, that as we spoke yesterday, the gavur is the blood that was not converted yet to milk. We didn't yet turn around yet the nature of animal soul. And yet, even in that state, we override our interest to do Hashem's interest, that too captures his attention. And that's the difference between va'ahafta and schoik. But both of them touch, touch the same place, evoke the pleasure. Or as the Alter Rebbe is going to say in a moment, the difference between tzaddikim and beinanim. The tzaddikim are like the vahafta stimulation, 
And the Bainanim are the Schaik, like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that there's a certain pleasure that comes from spicy food, unedible food, when you garnish it and you, put, and, you, and, you, and you prepare it the right way, even that which is unedible creates a thrill, creates a, a real great thrill. The two times What are the two times, the two, the two ors? It's the Indian of the Samti. I will put Kadkeid. What is Kadkeid? Says a pasuk in the Navi, Hashem says, "I will make your windows out of katkade." But katkade is two times chavdala, two times twenty-four. It's the same idea, like we said earlier. Twenty-four, twenty-four makes eishes chayil. Eishes chayil is from the two times twenty-four, two times baruch shem kavod malchusay that creates that woman of valor, that creates the level of the tzaddik, who's who's the is the woman of valor. But at the same time, schayk. The Benoni, the other type of Jew, is also a woman of valor, different. Schaik is the same gematria. The twenty-four letters sheyesh bepasik baruch shem kavod machusa liyolam vod. The kriya shem hashachar is va'arvis ukanals. We said earlier, shall they bittel ayesh through the bittel of the yesh umesiris nefesh the kriya shema and the mesiris nefesh of kriya shema nimshach hatayno ge'elyan. This is what draws down the supernal delight. Vaschaik and the laughter. The ayin sham, the beis pamim kad, the two times chav dalid, ze inyan eishas chayil. This is the idea of eishas chayil. Umeze yuvin inyan yemin Hashem oisa chayil. Hashem's right hand, as we said earlier, makes chayil. That means when Hashem extends His right hand to us, that all of us become tzaddikim. We're all standing by Matan Torah. We're all crying with all our heart and soul, Nasev and Ishma. We're all in that in that state of of pinimius alev to Hashem. On Yom Kippur by Ne'ilah in this awesome time, but then the, there is a, there is the schayk that comes, which is again the same gematria as va'ahafta, which is which, which, the same outcome is also from the struggle of the Jew. Now this level of delight, which is caused b'chol ace. At all times, whether we're in an ace lechabek, whether we're in an ace lerachek chibuk, but yet we're doing a sh- we're, 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 we're serving him this even if when we're not in the mood, and that causes misachekes, that causes the the schoik, the laughter above. But now it says misachekes lefanov that this tainug, this entertainment is before him. We don't feel the entertainment. To us, Yiddishkeit might come, might be difficult and hard. And even, even the tzaddik, even the people that are truly into it, don't yet feel God's pleasure. They feel a pleasure, but they're not feeling His pleasure. Other than by Matan Torah, we don't feel it. It's Mesachek is before Him. But when Mashiach will come, Oz, we spoke so much about the word Oz, which refers to, could be referred to this year, because we're hitting the 5780, Oz is 80. But what does it say? Oz Yemalei, then it will be filled. Schoik Pinu, the laughter will enter into our experience. We will laugh. That's awesome. Hashem will, this Taino will be felt by us. Now he says, Gam Schoik. Now the word Schoik is also Gematria Becheshbin, Makor Chayim. What's the Schoik? The Schoik is the laughter, meaning the inner pleasure of Hashem. That level of tainug is the source of life. It's, the, it's where life begins. 
Remember, we learned that yesterday. We learned that the deepest power in a person's neshama is tainog, is pleasure. That's why there's pleasure in everything. The underlying drive and is pleasure. There's pleasure in, in, in all sights, in all hearing, in different sounds. There's pleasure in, in taste. There's pleasure in smell. There's pleasure in, 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 in touch. There's pleasure in food. There's pleasure in, in everything. And, and, and each one variances of, because the pleasure element is, the, is life itself is pleasure. So life on its highest form, which is the oil of Hashem, that is the life force of all of existence, at its very, very primitive beginning, is pleasure. And it's called Makar Chayim. That's the, so the word Tzchayk, 414, is the exact gematria of Makar Chayim. Makar Chayim is gematria of 414. Al Shem ki imcha makar chayim. Vuhu gam kain, and hear this. It's, again, it's pnimi, it's a keser that's. Vuhu gam kain kechejbin, it's also the gematria, kechejbin gematria, or ein seif. Or ein seif is also gematria. So cool. Makar chayim. Orein Seif, because true Orein Seif is only in Pneumia Sarkasm, is Orein Seif. And we reach pure Orein Seif without any adaptations in its purest infinite state throughout Mesachekes Lofanov, our Avoida, either in a manner of, as we said before, Vahavta, that we have no other desire but to God face to face, or in a way where we cause the pleasure through the struggle, in either case, either in a ace lechabek or in a ace lerachik lechabek, even in a state in a state when we're lechabek in a state of the embrace, or in the state of lerachik lechabek to to distance the embrace. In both cases, we 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 we're tapping into orin seif. We're stimulating orin seif. Through the giloy of Oren Saif is drawn the pleasure, which is the source of life, the source of all delight. And when that pleasure is revealed, that's the joy and the laughter that causes the laughter. And that Oren Saif will be shining in our mouths that we will laugh. Now it's Mesachek Eslofanov, then it will be experienced by us as well. I'm sure if we looked up all these things, it would be Gavaldi, but I didn't do it. In any case, but then the Pasek continues. So again, what did it add when it says Mesachek Eslofanov Bechol that the, the, the Indian of Shashuyim, of the light, could also be reached, even if we're not yet perfectly in a state of Panim B'Panim, which is the highest level of Malchus, when Malchus is standing like an Eishas Chayel, face to face to her husband, even when we're in a lower level, when we're still only giving our back to Hashem. But as long as we're at it, and we're and we're and we're and we're saying Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus and because we're overcoming our own self and we're doing Bittal Ayesh. That too is bringing the Shaykh above. Then it continues. Now he's going to say how it's even can be produced even on a lower level, even on a lower level, and that's what the pasuk continues. Misachekes, misachekes, 
it, it, it entertains Betevel Artsoi, in Tevel his land. Now Tevel is one of the names of the world, one of the names of the, of the heavens, it says. Now one of the names of the world, the world is called Tevel. Taf Vez Lamed, Betevel Artsoi. So what does it mean it entertains Betevel Artsoi? Ha'aretz, so he explains like this. Ha, it says, Artsoi his land, Ha'aretz Hadoim Ragli, the earth, Aretz is called Hashem's footstool. Ki HaMalchus, which is Malchus, Malchus is Hashem's feet. So the earth is the footstool for Hashem. The Tevel Aretzai, and what does it mean, Tevel, his land? Pidish Tevel, Beis Pamim Aryeh. The word Tevel is Gematria 432. 432 is two times 216. 216 and 216. Two times two, 200 is 416 and 16 is 32. 216 is Gematria Lion. Base Pamim Arye. That means that right now we're dropping much lower. We were talking now about two levels of Malchus. Malchus in a higher level. Sometimes we say Malchus can be in Atzilus. And in Atzilus itself, she can be in a very high level in Atzilus face to face. Sometimes she's on a lower step. Now we're continuing that there is even Malchus when Malchus comes down lower into the lower three worlds. And over there she's called Eretz or Hashem's feet. She's the source of creation. And in creation, there is the, the first creations are the Merkava, the chariot which included in them is the lion. The word Tevel is Gematria lion, but two times lion, two times Arya. Because the lion exists on two levels. There is lion in the world of Yetzira, and there is lion in the world in Asiya. When I say the world of Asiya and the world of completion, I don't mean the physical world yet. We're still, we're still talking about the world of angels. There's more spiritual world of Asiya, but there's two levels in Malachim, there is Malachim of the world of the Asiya, of the, of the physical world, not physical, but the, the, the pre-physical world. Those angels are called Ofanim, and then there, there, and there too there is a Merkava, and there is Lion. And then there is Lion. Lion is the primary creature of all four, of all four animals, the Lion. There is the, the lower Lion in the world of Asiya, and there is a higher Lion in the world of Yetzirah from Chayos HaKodesh, the Holy Beast. And we're going to see this represents two levels of service. In a much lower level. You're talking already in creations. Till now we're talking about in Ashamis, in the world of Atzilus, there's two levels. There's those that are in a level of Pneumius Hanishama towards Hashem and those that are forcing themselves to, 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 you, to, in the relationship. But now we're going much lower. We're going into the world's Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya to the really lower Neshamas that are represented by, and, and are similar to the Malachim. And in the Malachim, because he's going to say, he's first going to explain it in the angels, but he's going to say there are neshamas that are equivalent to this. And that word Tevel represents the two dimensions in creation. It's called Tevel. The upper floor and the lower floor. There's really three floors, but there's really the middle floor of the world of Yetzirah and the lower. And he's going to explain in a minute. Base palm the Hainu. Now, oh, now the word Aryeh, 
is 216 is if you rearrange the letters, you get the words fear, yireh, fear. So it's two times fear. Two levels of fear. The fear of the malachim of olam ha yetzira and the fear of the malachim of olam ha'asim. Ta'anu b'chayos v'ayifanim. Better on the chayos and v'ayifanim. Arye, now, what do we mean by that? The Pasuk says, Arye shag, when the lion roars, me, right? Who doesn't fear? So you see, Yira and Arye. Al Yedei is, now what's causing the lion to, to, to roar? Al Yedei is boininus. The, the lion of the, of the Chayos HaKodesh, that's the higher one, of the Chayos HaKodesh, of the supernal beasts, they, they, why is he roaring? He's roaring because of his intense experience of love or awe of God. Why is he so excited? Because of the angels' intellectual, cognitive, um, uh, the, the angels' cognition in Hashem's in, in Hashem's infinite tr- light. Al is boininus when the Malach contemplates how Hashem. Because what did the Malachim say? Wait, wait. How do we know what they're excited about? We hear what they say. They say Kaddish. We say Vaifanim. Before that, it says um, the 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 Malachim. What do we say? The Malachim. Kulam Yachad They cry out. Kulam Kadosh So. But the Chayes HaKadosh don't say Kaddish. The Chayes HaKadosh say Baruch Shem. Not Baruch Shem, Baruch Kavod. I guess the Chayes HaKadosh also say Kaddish. But what do they say? I guess we're going to have to look in the Siddur soon. But in any case, they say Kaddish. So from there we know that what they're excited about is the word Kaddish, holy, holy, holy. Eich shu yiz Baruch Kaddish umuvdal, how Hashem is separated. Like Islam, in other words, they, they perceive the awesomeness of creation. They're really high up there. So they see the magnificence of the universe and like endless. And they're excited about it. But they realize that God is the, is the source of all of this. But then they realize that even though he's the source of it, he's not captured by it. He's way above it. It doesn't even capture his greatness. That's what throws them into such a ma- madness of excitement. So, And it's not like the soul in life is the body, but the soul is... The soul in is the body. The soul is preoccupied and involved in the body. As a, but not like Hashem is not that way. He's completely above it while he's enclosed in it and creating it. And then there are those, and that's called contemplative love, intellectual love. Those are the higher malach. Here he's not, he's not elaborating so much, but in the regular mimer, he was more elaborative. Then there are the other malachim called the Ifanim. They don't have such a contemplation. They don't have such expansive mind. Their, their love to God is more instinctive. They have a natural love to Hashem. But, and they get very excited. And they also roar. So there's a lion that's a more intellectual lion. And there's a lion, the passion, that's coming out from a just instinctive. So he says, Ubeiz bechinois elu, and these two levels, yesh be Yisrael. There is a type of Jew that has a nefesh, a soul of the world of Asiyah. And there are people who have a higher level of ruach. of yitzira. I guess when he was speaking earlier about the two types of neshamas, he's talking more on level of neshama. Now he's talking on level of nefesh and ruach. There are Jews who feel only nefesh, but nefesh of Asiyah. Then the Jews who have a ruach of yitzira. 
And both these Jews, meaning, translate that, there are those Jews who have at least somewhat of a capacity for, for, for meditation, for a higher appreciation. And that's what gets them excited in their spiritual drives. And there are those who just have natural, a Jew naturally you know, wants to do mitzvahs. It's all instinctive. It's all, he never really developed it through, through study and learning. And by both of them it says, that it causes entertainment. Both of them, both of them cause schoik. And here again, in the Mimer here he doesn't state this, but in, in the, um, I think in the, the other version of the beer, which I saw in the Mamari Admar Azakin, over there he says, and this is way, way lower, this is a much bigger chiddush than before, because before we were talking about the two levels of the one that's close and the one that's far, one that's in the hug and one in the embrace and one that's not in the embrace, are both in Atzilas. This is already in Bria, not even in Bria. This is in Yitzira and in Asiya. And even down here, which means people that are far less capacity of spirituality, their avod is much lower. Yet there too there is Misachekes. There he also explains Tevel as two times 216. Over there he explains that the two times 216 is indicative of a very high Hamshacha. Here he's saying it's the, the two lions, the Ifanim and the Chayas HaKodesh. Uh, the so he says, what's the relation? But he gives the same idea that it's two times, that Tevel represents 432, two times 216. So which one is it? Are we talking about a very high Hamshacha? Are we talking about the two levels of the Malachim? That says we can connect the two. It's, it's a very high Hamshacha. It's the idea of schoik. It's the idea of that, of that entertainment, of that pleasure that we spoke about earlier. It's being drawn through our arousal from below. The base b'chinois arye of the two types of malachim and the two types of neshamas. Hanal v'zel mesachekes betevel arzoi that the mesachekes, the schoik, the laughter shem b'chinas eserusad letata the tevel arzoi from the eserusad letata of tevel. Tevel again represents the domain of two times two sixteen. These two types of of excitements of the lower lion and the higher lion. Shabi Yisrael, that's in the Nishamas of Yidin, Nimshach Bchenas Choik, it causes Mesachekes, it causes an entertainment. Vitaino Ge'elian, it produces that great Choik. Vihi Shoirish Hamshacha El Yoyna Shabi Eitzchayim. And that's the root of this Hamshacha that an Eitzchayim says is Merumas in the word Tevel. That it's a two times two sixteen over there. He's showing how it's a very very sublime hamshacha. It's pnimius hakeser upriyetzchayim sham, which he's speaking about there in priyetzchayim. So the two are connected. It's only in priyetzchayim he's talking about the actual what is being stimulated, and in 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 uh, in the Maimir here the Alter Rebbe is talking about the cause of that stimulation, and that is betevel arts. Okay, with this he concludes. The Pirush of the Pasuk. Of the Pasuk in Mishrei, in Mishlei, that so what's the bottom line? Well, what's it? That all of the Jewish people, our Avoida 
is what brings pleasure into, into the whole system. And our Avoida brings pleasure into Torah. And our Avoida connects the deepest, deepest, innermost of the divine pleasure outward into creation. And he explained how the Avoida that does it is on various different levels. But if you remember at the beginning of the Mimer, it started off and it said, where do we find, where do we find that pleasure? Where do we, this whole flow of pleasure. How, how, do, we re, how, how, do, how do we access it? So if you remember, we spoke in the beginning of the Mimer that it's all hidden in the Torah. It's all, let's go back. The pleasure goes through the skull. The skull goes through the hair. And from there it dro drops into Aden, which is that, 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 that narrow channel. But it's this pleasure. But where does it come? And then it goes into Gan Aden. And what's that here? The left, that, that, that's the Torah. So I told you, as we began the Mimer, we were saying that on, on Shruis, when we get the Torah, we, it, the Torah is, is, personif is, is, is um, symbolized by two breads. On Shruis, we brought two breads. When you, and we said that the idea over here is that on Shruis, we're weaned off the nursing. Can you have to listen to the first part? I'm not going to explain it now. But we have to listen to the first part of the shir that I taught last night. But we said that when we, when we stop the nursing and we start eating food, that's when the child is introduced into a world of pleasure. Through the lechem, through bread. What's the, and then spiritually it means that we start studying Torah. Before that, we're just preparing for the, we're taking our blood and we're turning it into, into milk. It's the nursing, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's turning that we should face face to face to God so that the Hashem can give us the Torah. That, that whole discussion we had. But remember, it's the lechem, the bread, that is the key over here. And that's why the beginning of the Pasuk that says, speaks about, it starts, I am by him, Omoin. Omoin means a nurse, a we, I don't know exactly, it's not the nurse, not the nurse who's nursing, it's the weaning, the one who weans off from nursing to providing food. That's the oimen. And the Torah says, I am the oimen. And that's the, it means I am the parnasa, I'm the bread. So now let's go back to the Pasuk in Chumash, not the Pasuk in Mishle, when it describes to us the whole process of Pesach to Shavuos. That on Pesach, remember we said yesterday, Pesach is the birth. Shvishel Pesach is the birth. Then we have the 44 days of Sphere Sa'ima, which is the nursing. Finally, we come to uh, Shavuos, we get the bread. We start eating food. So the Pasuk says, when it comes to the bread, it says, by the, by the actual offering the breads in the Beis Amigdash, it says, From your, from your settlements, you should bring the waved bread. From your settlements, you should bring the waved breads. Simply it means that the, the bread for, for the Shteya Lechem must come from Eretz Yisrael. We can't use flour that comes from Chutzli Eretz. It has to come from your settlements. 
So they used to bring Shtea Lechem in the base of Migdash from Peirais, from, from Tvua, from grain of Eretz Yisrael. Actually, it was from wheat. Uh, uh, Pesach, we did from the barley. And over here, we brought from the wheat. Which are the letters of the Torah, because Chitas, Gematria 22, the letters of the Torah. And then the bread represents Torah itself, which in it is invested this pleasure. That's why it says, In the Torah is where the pleasure is hidden. So now he's going to explain what does it mean, from your settlements. So he's going to explain, means from your sitting, from where you sit. What does it mean from where you sit you should bring the bread? Because here's the idea. What did we learn in the Mimer? What caused this deep level of pleasure, God's most inner, inner self, to be shared outward? And that happened by Matan Torah. What was it? The fact that we stood panim bipanim, the fact that we came to Har Sinai and exposed our face, our panemias, like we discussed just before, Eishas Chayel, the romance of us, that's what brought, we stimulated him. And he explained that primarily, where do we reach when there's a yid? And we do that, and he said, remember yesterday, we said, we, we, then we did it through the process of Sfirah Saomer, which is leading up to Pesach. That we completely turn all of our gavurais, all of our tzimtzumim, all of our contractions, all of our limited stuff that we see only the world, and we turn that into chesed, into revelation. And we're standing in a state where we're, we're in a much higher state of of, 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 of peeling away the, 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 the interests in worldly things and just standing with an inner quest, an inner desire for Hashem. And he said, we do this daily. Every day we can, every day we have to create, draw this pleasure down. The Alter Rebbe sees, this is what we have to catch over here. The Alter Rebbe sees Limud HaTorah as the deepest intimacy with God. It's not like you're learning, learning Torah. When you're learning Torah, you're, you're, you're meeting God on the deepest level. God is sharing His pleasure with you. You're becoming one with Him. But it needs an introduction. For why would God want to become one with you? So you need a, it's almost like you need to seduce God. How do you seduce Him? By showing, by, by looking at Him with, with, with your eyes. By literal, by, and that's by Kriya Shema. When you say Shema, Shema Yisrael, Shema Ken, Shema Echad, the Mesiris Nefesh, Bayechot, causes it. Now the halacha is, not the halacha, according to Kabbalah, when you say Shema, you should be sitting. You can stand, by Pesukah Dezimra, you can stand if you want, but by Birches Kriya Shema, when you get to Yotzer Or, you should, it says you should sit down. By Shema Nesra, we stand up. But the part of davening from Baruch until Shema Nesra should be sitting. See, the Rebbe is always sitting by, by, by during Shema. And the reason is because at Kabbalah it says that davening is, is four rungs of a ladder. We're climbing up the four rungs. We're going through the four worlds. Karbonos is talking about sacrifices, which is considered asiya action, because it's a physical action. Uh, Psukha de Zimra, the, the, the voice, um, Psukim of song is mainly emotional outbursts. It's all stimulating emotions. The world of Yitzira. Uh, Shema Yisrael is more of an intellectual kind of a perception, which is the world of Bria, which the world of Bria is a world of intelligence. And finally, by Shemona Esrei, we're, we, we, we are elevated, our consciousness, to the world of Atsilas. The world of Atsilas is the world where there's only God, nothing but Him, 
and we're in a state of bittal, and that's why we stand. In Atzilus, we stand. Standing represents being frozen. Nothing exists. You're in a state of like a servant in front of a master. You have no reality, no existence. But in 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 during um, uh, Birchus Kriya Shema, we're not in Atzilus yet. We're still in the world of Bria, and we're in the world of Bria. It's called Bria is called Olam Akise. Hashem sits. It's the it's the world of the throne, and we too are sitting. Our sitting represents that we're not yet in a state of complete nullification that we have no existence at all. That's only in Bittel B'Metzias happens only during Shemayin Esri. So the, the Pasuk is saying, Mi from your experience while you're sitting, which is the Shema that you say while you're sitting, Taviyu, that's going to stimulate Lechem Tenufa, the waved bread. The wave bread is the giving of the Torah, which contains the innermost of the divine pleasure. You need to bring it. You know, you're the ones who are going to create it from your sitting experience, which means from the Shema that you're saying while you're sitting. Now the question is, if Shema is so high, if Shema is Shema Yisrael, Shema Kenu Hashem Echad, it's the ultimate Mesiris Nefesh, so why Taka don't we say it's standing? If we're going so high, why don't we say it's standing? State of complete bittal. So it says that, he's going to say it over here, that when we're saying Shema, Shema is the yichud of Chachma and Bina. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the truth of Chachma, of Einoid Movadoi, as it's revealed in Bina, as it's being revealed, therefore, in our understanding. And we're coming to a state of absoluteness, perceiving just the absolute emes. If we were to be in Olam Atzilus during this, in this state, we wouldn't survive it. We can't accomplish that in Atzilus. In, in other words, we, we, later we're going to go up to Atzilus, but we're not going to be in that state of, of Yichud of Chachmeh Bina in Atzilus. We have to, because that's too intense. We, 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 we would lo- we, In the world of Bria, even if we're talking about, and even if we're experiencing a connection of Chachma and Bina, which is the, an experience of the Eberster's MS to the fullest, since we're still in an environment of the world of Bria, that allows us to... It allows us some space of self. Because the ultimate MS of this in Atzilus is too much for us. So we don't do it in Atzilus, we do it in Olam Abriya. And in the main part of davening, when we, what's the main Indian in davening? Why we're supposed to daven in the beginning of the, is, is, is to get to Shema. Shema is, that's the Mesir Snefesh. That's where we're standing, Panim B'Panim. To be in a state of Mesiris Nefesh. And even though we say two blessings before that, you know, Yotzer or that's meant to prepare us mentally, emotionally, to bring us into that frame of mind to be able to get to the Shema. Now you're going to say, but isn't the main part of Davening Shmona Esrei? No. The main part of Shmona Esrei is not so much stimulating, Shmona Esrei is more channeling. Davening is, is, that, is, is, is considered we are stimulating God. We are 
we are we are conveying ourselves to Hashem. That's mainly the peak of that is, is Shema. After that, we are just Hashem's Tiftach. I'm not talking. I'm channeling your light. That's what we're doing by Shemini Esri. So the intensity of davening reaches its peak by Kriya Shema. Shemini Esri she'achik achiyam shocha. Aval ha'ikur the main part of davening who b'chinas mesiris nefesh is that we come out of ourselves and become completely nullified ubitla yesh when we nullify our yesh b'chinas Kriya Shema and that's by Shema and that's what causes by Hashem to be stimulated by us. The Indian and the idea is kiliyos atzmusa yizbarach meroimam v'naila l'maila maila makala olamoyz. Now, why does Hashem? Why do we need this whole stimulation? And he explains because Hashem is way, way, way above from all the worlds. Ukamayim aboyrek adoshim yishtabach shimcha. Then Hashem creates even the holy, holy, holy represents all the malachim and all the neshamis, all the way up to even chachma vatzilus, all the esser spheres, including chachma vatzilus, which is called kadosh. That's only Hashem's name. It's not Him. It's only it's. It's only a external ray. Like light, like light that doesn't have anything of the substance of the mor of the of the luminary. It's only an external light. And every day we we need to engage. Who? The Abishter himself, the, the Ma'or, the source of the Or, that he should give a new light and a new investment of himself, we're into, into the whole system of creation. We have to draw a new light from the very quintessential beginning into Kesser and into Chachma. Now, because he's so exalted, why should he even pay attention to the, the worlds mean nothing to him? And why do we need one, a new one every day? Because we know that's why Hashem made it, that every day it needs to be renewed. That every day's hamshacha, what is drawn today, is not what was yesterday. We're the ones through prayer, we, we bring down a new light. But it has to be a very intense element in davening, and that's the mesiris nefesh. That's the self-sacrifice, that's the nullification diet. Because you have to cause entertainment, as we said earlier. You have to capture, just like you said earlier, when you come to a king, you have to capture his attention. You have to cause some kind of a delight that he should, that we, that he should be interested. Like it says in, in Lakute Amarim, in the name of the Magid, this is Lakute Amarim of the, it's not Tanya, this is the, the Sefer of the uh, Magid, the Alter Rebbe's Rebbe. It says over there, from the hearts of kings that are unfathomable, meaning he's in a, such a high state, we want to capture the king's attention, he should turn to the requests of the simpleton. And all the worlds are considered simpletons in front of God. You have to bring him his little child. The little child, that's why we, we bring him, even though we're little children, the shamas down here in this world, little children. And by doing something cute, we capture his attention. That he should delight in him. Remember I said this earlier. One or two. That's the tzaddik. The tzaddik is bringing the child. Or you got to bring something entertaining. You got to bring a parrot that talks. So when we bring our animal souls, and yet we're coming to shul, yet we're davening, yet we're, 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 we're compelling, as we said earlier, might not be that it's like the child, but that too causes it. 
Because the king, you're going to bring him gold and silver, he's not even going to look at it. You bring him something of real value, he's not going to, you bring him something that might look silly. But yet, that's what does it. Silver, gold is not going to mean anything. Something that's a novelty. That's what explains why the higher supernal worlds can't do it. Because they're gold and silver. You need something small, but yet interesting. And that's when we, in physical bodies down here, say Kriya Shema, we stimulate the whole system. That's why it says, From your seat, from Kriya Shema that you say when you're sitting, you should bring, which is Biyah, Misham That's when you raise the thing. Just hold on one second. Hello? Hi, how are you? No, not tonight. Hopefully we'll be back in shul next week. Now we're still davening in the backyard of someone. But that's on a highland. So I don't know if that's... Uh, uh, okay, so next week we should be back in shul. I wanted to give it two weeks. Um, of davening, but not yet in shul, just to make sure that everybody is, that we're not uh, spreading no viruses. So I hope next week we'll be back, okay? All the best. Tzayga bench, good Shabbos. I'm sorry. People don't know that I'm now giving a share, so I have to take the call. Now the reason why it's called Moshe as he explains, because Chazal say that by, I think, they, I think their, their, their comment is by a man it's called, they talk about a, a certain things that could contact Tumah. So from a man, they call it Merkav, and by a woman it's called Moshev. Merkav means a saddle, something that he's riding on. And the same thing by the woman, it's called the Moshev, a place that she sits on. So whatever it means halachically, I'm not going to get into it, but spiritually it means that in the stimulation that the woman needs to do, that's Knesset Yisrael, it's called Moshe of the sitting. Shalos man, meaning to say, v'chimum ha'nekeva, when we're acting as a woman, that means we are stimulating. <clears throat> the woman has to stimulate the husband. And how she, it's called feminine waters. She's, v'chimum ha'nekeva, when the, and the, the heating up of the woman, goyrem lahazriya sera hazacher, causes the male to get excited and to produce, um, to produce, um, to produce life, and 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 um, the seminal drop to create the child in the intimacy. So she is the stimulator. She's stimulating him, and that's in our in our every day with God. It's the chimomanekevim when we get. It's the 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 turn on of the soul when the soul gets turned on to God. That's kriyashema. But and it's called Moshev from from the level of sitting. That's when it creates this. And why? But it, the point over here is why can't we do it in the world of Atzilus? Why Dafka when we're sitting? Because we said before that sitting represents being in the world of Bria. World of Bria means that we are a Yesh, and from our state of being a Yesh, we are we have Bittel. Because if we're in Natsilus and we're in a world that's just attached to God, when something is attached to God, is attached to Him, doesn't, doesn't, it, it's, it's not interesting. When something that is separated from Him attaches itself to Him, that's exciting. So that's the idea that from the world of Bria, Bria is creation, 
a world that feels already separated. And that's where we are during Krishna. We're still in the state of s- separation, and yet we have Mesiris Nefesh. Al derech davar chiddush ha-yesh bottle, that the yesh is bottle. Ayyadei zed davka mamshicha mad. Only this can stimulate, mayan mad means masculine waters, bebchenas atzilus, from atzilus, shuelukus, which is divine, the yuvach yuchad, which he and his spheroids are totally one, him and his life forces are one. You will bring lechem tenufa, this waved bread. You will draw down God's God's light into Torah, the inner delight. And the two breads. You're the ones who will bring these two breads on top of the sheep, which they put the breads on top of the sheep and they lift it up. Maybe the sheep has something they put because in the base of English they used to live two lambs. Maybe that had something to do with the Kriya Shema. That the Arizal says that Shema is greater than Tefillah. A person whose Torah is his profession, even though he learns Torah day and night and doesn't stop his learning ever, besides the bibir minimum that he needs to live, he has to stop to say the Shema. But for Shema Esrei, he doesn't have to daven. So you see that Shema is more potent than, than davening. And to cause the zivug of Chachma and Bina, which means Chachma is still Ayin, the Ein Sof, and to Bina is Yash, means to make that spark from God to the world, to connect the two. In order for that to happen, um, only Kriya Shema can stimulate that. We don't have power to evoke it. We can't evoke it when we're in the world of Atzilus. Only when we're in the world of Bria. Now, it's different than I said before. Earlier I said it's too intense in, in the world of us in Atzilus. It would be too intense. We, would, we wouldn't be able to handle it. He's saying, nah, nah, that's not the whole, I mean, probably was a mistake what I said. That's not the reason. We don't have power to affect it when we're in Atzilus. In the level of Shema, we couldn't affect it. Why? Because on that level, we're, not, we're already just, in Atzilus, it's only him. So over there, it doesn't have the power of a stimulator. Because it's, it's self-stimulation, it doesn't work. There needs to be someone outside. It's the wife, it's the other. It's when we're in the world of Bria, when we're still in a state of having a, a separate identity. And yet, over here, we have Mesiris Nefesh, that Bittal Ayesh creates that pleasure that brings the that brings it together and 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 and, and drives the entire hamshacha, the whole flow. V'atam yashloim akenal the mebria dafka dafka from bria. Shubchenas yesh v'davar nifrad. Where there's still a separation. Keshanasa bittel ayesh. When it brings bittel zeh udvar chidush. This is a novelty. K'moy al derech marshal tzibur hamedaberes. Like the talking bird, the parrot. Masha enke masha atzilus bottle. This that Atzilus is bottle, ena devar chiddush is not a novelty. Elchena gamsha bittel Atzilus godly oiser. Even though the bittel of Atzilus is much greater and deeper, le'en it's infinitely greater. Im kolze ikker hamshachas or chadash, the the main drawing forth of new light lios yichud abba veima to cause the yichud of chachme and bina. Mamshichan davka idei kriyshma. Only kriyshma can do that. Shu bittel ayesh tebiya. There is a there is a yesh over here, and yesh can cause it. When it has when it's bottle. From your sitting state, Daika. Then you can bring lechem tenufa shtayim, ushtei lechem, 
And the two bread, that's Chachma and Bina. So you're causing the Shtei Alechem, that unification. Oy Beiz Mazolois, or even higher than Chachma and Bina, the hair strands from where Chachma and Bina come from. Mekor da Abba ve'ima, the source of Chachma and Bina. Lechem b'gematria Mazla. Lechem is gematria 78, which is the same gematria as Mazla, which Mazla is the Mazl from where It says, Afilu Seifet Torah Shebehechal b'mazl talia. Even a Sefer Torah in the Hechal. Sefer Torah in the Hechal is Bina. Sefer Torah is Chachma. Is hanging b'mazol. Mazol are the two mazolis, as we spoke yesterday, of Neutzer um, um, and, and Venake, which are the two strands, from thin little strands, where Chachma and Bina come from. And you unify those two mazolis. It's basically the close. That's where we get, the, get into the very innermost of the Ein Sof and connect it through this tiny little hair strand to the world. But to accomplish that, you need to have something intense doing it. And Atsilus can't do it. Atsilus has to look to a lower world. The Nishamas that are in Bria, they're, they're the ones who can do it. We are the ones who bring the delight into Torah. As we said earlier, um, that's that. Baruch Hashem, we managed to complete it. May we merit, maybe that's the meaning also when we say novel corona. It's called novel because the crown is always stimulated by novel, by something that's novel. And that's the Urchadosh of Mashiach. Maybe now we're ready for that real new light that came from all the hard work of all the generations. Maybe that's the novel corona. May Hashem help that already the panemius of all of this should be revealed and we should only have good. Good Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos.